This week, I'm not giving you a choice. I'm going right into the bad news. I came across this article and I think that it's just bad news that needs to be shared. Well, that's not fair. That's my domain. I know you have a category of news that needs to be shared. And that's my only category. So I don't have a category for that. I have bad news, but I'm jumping right to this bad news article because it's news that needs to be shared. It's not its own category, just to be clear. I'm not stealing okay. from Taylor. This is from The Guardian, and it was posted December 22nd, 2023. Fairly recent, and it is titled Zombie Deer Disease Epidemic Spreads in Yellowstone as Scientists Raise Fears It May Jump to Humans. This has come up in an episode before, too. I just can't remember which one. Did it come up in an episode? Vaguely, I know we've yeah. talked about it, which is why I brought it up, because I know I read some stuff about chronic wasting disease. Yeah, prions. Yeah, so I, I've read something about it, and then you told me that's what it was, because it was just an article about a deer acting really weird. So I was like, listen to this, it's really cool, and you told me about this, so hence why I wanted to read it. So, when the mule deer buck died in October, it perished in a place most humans would consider the middle of nowhere, miles from the nearest road. But its last breaths were not taken in an isolated corner of American geography. It succumbed to a long-dreaded disease in the backcountry of Yellowstone National Park, northwest Wyoming, the first confirmed case of chronic wasting disease in the country's most famous nature reserve. For years, chronic wasting disease in brackets CWD, of course, we gotta make it an acronym, caused by prions, abnormal transmissible pathogenic agents. I said that really good. Good job, me. I'm off to a great start today. This is gonna be a great day. Has <laughs> been spreading stealthily across North America with concerns voiced primarily by hunters after spotting deer behaving strangely. The prions cause changes in the host's brain and nervous system, leaving animals drooling, lethargic, amazing stumbling with a telltale blank stare that led some to call it zombie deer disease. It spreads through the cervid family, deer, elk, moose, caribou, and reindeer. It is fatal with no known treatments or vaccines. It's discovering Yellowstone, whose ecosystem supports the greatest and most diverse array of large wild mammals in the continental U.S., represents an important public wake-up call, says Dr. Thomas Rofe, a vet and former chief of animal health for the Fish and Wildlife Service at U.S. Federal Agency. This case puts CWD on the radar of widespread attention in ways it wasn't before, and that's ironically a good thing, he says. It's a disease that has huge ecological implications. Rofe has been predicting CWD would reach Yellowstone for decades, warning that both the federal government and the state of Wyoming needed to take aggressive measures to help slow its spread. Those warnings went largely unheeded, he said, and now the consequences will play out before millions who visit the park each year. Ugh. The area constitutes a vast laboratory for observing what happens when CWD infiltrates an ecosystem with its original full complement of biological diversity. Hundreds of thousands of elk and deer move through Yellowstone supporting populations of grizzly bears, wolves, cougars, coyotes, and other scavengers. The disease is a slow-moving disaster, according to Dr. Michael Osterholm, an epidemiologist who studied the outbreak of bovine spongiform encephalopathy. Encephalopathy. Yeah, or mad cow disease. Encephalopathy. A related prion condition in the UK and is director... It is? Yeah. 
Pretty much as far as we're concerned, all prions are basically the same thing. They yeah. just impact different proteins. In the UK and is director of Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy at the University of Minnesota. Dr. Corey Anderson recently earned his doctorate studying with Osterholm, focusing on pathways of CWD transmission. Quote, we're dealing with a disease that is invariably fatal, incurable, and highly contagious. Baked into the worry is that we don't have an effective, easy way to eradicate it, neither from the animals it infects nor the environment it contaminates. Once an environment is infected, the pathogen is extremely hard to eradicate. It can persist for years in dirt or on surfaces, and scientists report it is resistant to disinfectants, formaldehyde, radiation, and incineration at 600 Celsius. Wow. In the U.S. and Canada, CWD has gained attention not only because it affects big game animals, but also because of the possibility that it could jump the species barrier. Deer, elk, and moose could infect livestock, other mammals, birds, or even humans. Epidemiologists say the absence of a spillover case yet does not mean that it won't happen. CWD is one of a cluster of fatal neurological disorders that includes BSE. The BSE, mad cow, outbreak in Britain provided an example of how overnight things can get crazy with a spillover event happens from, say, livestock to people, Anderson says. We're talking about the potential of something similar occurring. No one is saying that is definitely going to happen, but it's important for people to be prepared. Dr. Raina Plowrout, a disease ecologist at Cornell University, says CWD should be viewed against a backdrop of dangerous emerging zoonotic... Zoonotic. Zoonotic... <laughs> pathogens that are moving back and forth across species barrier between humans, livestock, and wildlife globally. Outbreaks occur as human settlements and agricultural operations press deeper into environments where contact with disease-carrying animals is increasing. That's a key word, not decreasing, increasing. With the hunting season underway in the U.S. and U.S. Centers for Disease Control and individual states strongly recommend that harvested game animals be tested for disease and that meat for cervids that appear ill should not be consumed. Chelsea do you know much about prions? I know I don't, but I have a rough understanding of them. <laughs> kind of. I know that it makes them act super crazy. Like, it would be scary to see. But I think if you want to share the knowledge, because I think you the limited knowledge you have is more than I have. Most diseases we know are either viral or bacterial. You're aware of those words, right? Mm -hmm. Bacteria, very much so a living organism that has infected the species. We can kill it with antibiotics, anti-living thing. Viruses, it's kind of a gray area whether technically they're alive or not, but we can treat them with some different medicines. Prions don't really meet the definition at all of a living organism. They're basically just a single strand of protein that has changed its shape from what you would normally expect. And when it comes into contact with other proteins, it changes their shape as well. Because it's not alive, we don't really know how to treat these things or how to stop them or even when they'll necessarily jump the species barrier because it's just proteins. So that's why these things are so terrifying is because they're definitely not a living thing. They're literally just a single protein, which we're made up of proteins. Like that's basically all we are. Okay. If it comes into contact with your protein, suddenly your proteins aren't the right shape for what they're supposed to do. Okay, that makes sense. And it spreads throughout the body. So this is like 
Well, they already said it. It's like a zombie disease. Yeah, more or less. It's going to completely change your nervous system and basically all the cells it comes into contact with. Well, that's terrifying. DNA, at the end of the day, is made up of just amino acids and proteins, so... Yeah, I'm, I might have known that. Yeah, and there is a form of prion disease in humans. It's called Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease. Basically the human equivalent of mad cow. I have no idea if these are different prions that instigate all of these, and that is the limit of what I understand about prions, is that that's why they're so hard to actually treat. Okay. Because we don't know how to stop something that's not living. Yeah. Or how to stop them from realigning your proteins as well. So hence why it's in the bad news category. Yeah. This article does go on. It talks about people feeding wildlife in settings like this, which is contributing to what's going on, which I am quite familiar with. I mean, most people would be quite familiar with if you live anywhere near nature, you shouldn't be feeding wildlife. As far as this disease goes, it's scary from seeing how animals, I mean, they act really unnaturally when they're infected with this type of thing is it an infection now i don't even know i guess technically this disease they called it a disease in the article yeah when they have this disease they act really i mean they're not acting deer like at all and it's super creepy which is where i heard about it in the first place it was on like a paranormal subgroup that someone was talking about a deer acting unnaturally which i agree would be super creepy but poor animals as far as i know i've only heard about it in three species humans cows and I'm sure there's more out there, but those three seem to be the most concerning. And I've never heard of it in a bird. No, but they got their own thing going on. Maybe birds don't have proteins because they're not real. Yeah, that's a fair point. They're specifically <laughs> metal, which actually helps out exactly. the birds aren't real category a lot. <laughs> And on that note, that's as far as we're legally allowed to actually talk about that topic now. So thank you all for listening. We will change the topic in 48 hours. <laughs> Goodbye.